Ugly, Chapter 9, Names People Play. The first nickname I got at school came not from my classmates, but from Catherine. One day in grade one, Mom arrived to pick us up after school. When I reached the car, I was frowning and grumpy. I was carrying my gray jumper rolled up and at arm's length in front of me. Mom was on the case right away. What happened, she asked as Catherine and I hopped into the car. I told her the story. We were in class singing, and one of the other boys, who must not have been feeling at, well, at all well, vomited on me. I was upset because it had smelled bad, and I was worried that Mom would be cranky because my school clothes were messy. Catherine laughed. Ha ha, she said, spewed on, spewed on, spewed on. I scrunched my face up and almost started to cry. Stop it, I shouted at her. Stop it. It didn't work. Mom intervened, but it was too late. I had been spewed on at school, and now I was spewed on at home, too. It didn't last long, and luckily didn't go much further than my family. Plus, our school jumper was pretty ugly to start with. Have you ever sat on the beach and watched the tide come in? You might not notice the water rising as one wave follows another, but if you wait half an hour, the dry patch you were sitting on is in danger of being overtaken by water. That's what it was like for me at school. The change was gradual, but by the time I was seven, I had started to notice a difference in the way some of my classmates treated me. It's not far from the first gentle wave of genuine interest and curiosity to a crashing tide of teasing and meanness. The first incident that sticks in my mind was the playground fall. The grounds of our elementary school were quite small. We had plenty of shade under one of the old wooden buildings to eat lunch, but there were no grassy areas for kids to play on during lunch. Each lunchtime, though, a few hundred screaming kids would brave their knees and elbows against the asphalt. Most of the time, I'd play in the dirt surrounding the trees that had pushed their way through the hard surface of the playground. I'd play with matchbox cars or the occasional marble that I'd brought from home. One day, however, I was running around madly with the other kids. While I couldn't keep up with them for long, I could manage after a fashion. And what I lacked in speed and maneuverability, I made up for in enthusiasm. We were playing in the schoolyard game of brandy, tag with a tennis ball. It involved throwing the ball as hard as you could at one of the other players, hopefully leaving a lush red mark on some painful but visible part of their body. I was up and had the tennis ball gripped tightly in my one hand. A group of other boys were staying just out of range, knowing they could outrun me if they needed to, but that didn't stop me. I took off with all the speed I could muster, trying to get as close to them as possible before I threw the ball. I ran across the asphalt, which sloped toward the corner of one of the buildings. As I skidded around the corner, something happened. I felt my right leg slip from underneath, from beneath me. On my way down, I managed to throw the ball in the general direction of the other boys. Luckily, I fell forward onto my hands, which still hurt, especially on the hot asphalt, but there was no real damage done. When I looked up to see if my throw had hit its target, the group I was chasing was standing there laughing at me. I probably would have done the same thing, but then one of the boys pointed at me. Ha ha, look at the cripple, he said. I didn't know exactly what a cripple was, but I was pretty sure, even at that age, that I didn't like it. Some of the others in the group started up too, like noisy kookaburras at sunset. Cripple, 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 they shouted. I picked myself up off of the ground and hid from them for the rest of lunch. But when I got back to class, some of the kids were still calling me cripple. When I got home, I had an afternoon snack and switched on the television. Having attended to these priorities, I turned to mom. 
Mom, what does cripple mean? It's someone whose legs don't work properly, she said. Like me? I asked. Mom paused. Well, yes, sort of like you, she said. Why, was someone calling you names at school? I didn't realize it at the time, but this was a turning point. It didn't come with a fanfare of angels blowing trumpets, and I didn't reflect on it right away. It just happened. I decided to protect Mom from the truth. Mom asked her question again, and I just kind of shrugged and half grinned to hide my embarrassment. No, I just heard someone say it the other day, I said. That's all. I'm sure my parents could guess every now and then from my mood or from a stray comment by one of my friends, but I never came out and told them about being teased at school. They had enough to deal with, and more than that, being teased made me feel somehow weak. Useless, as if it was my fault, as if I deserved it, as if I hadn't been brave enough to fight it. I couldn't help how I looked or what happened to me since I was born, but I sure as hell could control how I dealt with people teasing me about it and my first response was to hide it all away, bury it. By the time I was seven, the teasing and name-calling did start me thinking more about exactly why I was the way I was. My parents had never told me why, beyond saying I was born that way, so on a drive home one day, I asked Mom a few questions about it. Mom, when I was a baby, did you have a disease or something? I asked. No, I don't think so, Mom said. Why? Well, then why are my legs all broken? Mom explained that it was because of some medicine she was taking when I was in her tummy before she knew she was going to have another baby. She'd been feeling sad and the medicine was supposed to make her feel better. Instead, it helped unmake parts of me. Close to home, we passed a gas station that had a small statue out front that looked like a seagull over a fountain, the wishing well of Wynum. Mom, if I put some coins in there, would my special wish come true? Mom paused. What would your special wish be? I'd wish I could buy about 16 blocks of land and build a kind of Disneyland of my own.